right now that you are directing our path at all times. I thank you, dear God, that sometimes when life comes along and we get off course, you will get our attention and turn us back towards your way. Today, I want to look at a very passage of Scripture where you helped to turn the life of Moses, but you turned the life of many. Through this word, speak to your people. Encourage us in Jesus' name. Amen. Here's what the Bible says in Exodus chapter 3, beginning in verse number 1. Now Moses kept the flock of Jethro, his father-in-law, of Midian, and he led the flock on the backside of the desert. He came to the mountain of God, even to Oreb. Verse 2 says, And the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a flame of fire out of the midst of a bush. And he looked, and behold, the bush burned with fire, but the bush was not consumed. Here's what verse 3 says. And Moses said, I will now turn aside and see this great sight, why the bush is not burnt. Verse 4 is when the Lord speaks. He said, as when the Lord saw that he turned aside, God called out to him in the midst of the bush and said, Moses, Moses. And Moses said, Lord, here am I. I want to talk this morning from this thought, the importance of making the turn. You have to stop, look, and listen. When I was learning to drive, one of the hardest things I had to learn to do was make a turn. As a matter of fact, going straight on any path is a pretty easy thing to do. There will be road bumps, there will be speed bumps, and of course there will be potholes. But the important thing you have to know how to do is that you cannot travel at the same speed and trajectory on a straight path and make a turn at the same time. Now, as a matter of fact, what you have to learn how to do is really read the signs that are on the road where you're headed and make sure that you are familiar to the with the destination to some degree. But I must admit, you're not always familiar with the destination. There are some roads that we're traveling for the very first time, the road of fatherhood, the road of motherhood for some women, the road of parenting, the road of having a new career, the road of buying a home, whatever it may be, finances, career, and so many other things. These are all new destinations, especially to those millennials who are out there right now. And all too often when we are traveling, we miss some very important signs. I would also suggest to you that things like defeat early in life, other dilemmas breed discontentment within us, and these are some of the decoys that the enemy likes to use to distract us from the purposes and the, the knowledge of God as God is developing our lives. That's right, the enemy comes in early or whenever we're defeated early in life, whenever we become disillusioned about life, whenever we become discontent with the things that are going on, these things are simply decoys to get us off track for the life that God is developing for us. Ideally, what the Lord would have us to do is to come to know him at an early age and come to know our creator in the days of our youth, as the ecclesiastical writer says, and then we would develop our spiritual gifts, follow the Lord, and live a life that is fulfilling and pleasing to God. 
But how many of you know that it doesn't always happen like that? It's right when you get on that road that there are some sharp turns, some speed bumps, and even some potholes that will get you distracted and get you off course. Even defeat and disillusionment will come into your life. And it is so important that you know how to read the signs up ahead. This is what happened to our guy who's in the text on the day, Moses, if you will, a life filled with promise, a life that was led by the Lord's divine protection, and a, a life that was given the Lord's provision right there in Pharaoh's palace. A child that was destined to die at an early age when young boys were being killed. Moses' life was spared. Looks like he should have had it all together. But not only that, he is floated in a bulrush basket and then preserved and actually lives in Pharaoh's palace. Grows up with the finest things of life. Grows up with all of the great things and somehow or another in the midst of life, something happens to deter his particular course. It happens to us all. We're moving fast. We are living a life filled with promise. We're headed in the right places. We're doing all of the right things. And all it takes is one thing to get us off track. Yeah, Moses is off track, man. He's supposed to be doing great things as the emancipator of God's people, born and preserved and prepared to lead all the time, grows up knowing what to do. But I need somebody to know that even when you get off track, God can get you back on track. That's what I like about this particular text. I knew that Moses' life was preserved for a purpose. And whenever you've been preserved, you need to always know it's for a purpose. I wish there were some people in here today that knew that they were preserved for a purpose. And whenever God has gone through great extent to preserve your life, it is always with a great purpose in mind. Well, here Moses is. He's been preserved for a purpose. He's been protected. He's been a child of promise. He has been given all of the provisions that he needs. But any and somehow his life gets off track. Yeah, his life gets off track. It, it, it misses a turn. But here he is. He's on the backside of the wilderness when we pick up on him. He has had to flee for his life. He has moved on. It's 40 years later, and it looks like Time is not on his side. Oh, but this is what I love about the Lord. If you will stay on God's road, if you will listen with all of your heart, if you will lean not to your own understanding, the Lord can redirect you to his path. That's where we pick up on the text. It's in Exodus chapter 3. Look at it. It says, now Moses kept the flock of Jethro, his father-in-law, on the backside of Midian. I wish I had somebody who could just shout now, because you need to know that what you are doing right now may not be what you are doing always. If you stop, look, and listen, and wait on the Lord to speak, wherever you are right now is not where you have to always be. Yeah, now is just a moment in your life, and now is not the permanent journey or all of the destination that God has in store for you. You. I like it. It starts out by saying now. It's saying at this point in the life of Moses. But how many of you know that at this point, it does not mean always. Lord, help me. I like that because there are some of us who made up in our minds that this is where I'll be always. But if you keep on talking to the Lord, he can get you out of where you're in. He can pull you out of that situation. He can bring you from obscurity and place you into prominence. He can turn your life around. He can take your health 
that has been failing and strengthen your body. He can take your mind that has been wandering and set it in a peaceful journey on the right path. He can take your woes and turn them into worship. He can take your weariness, your, 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 your gloom and your mourning and turn it into dancing because he has the power to redirect your life. The Bible says now, it says now, Moses was where he was, but I need you to understand that even in your now moment, wherever you are, God is up to something. Yeah, you need to get that because here Moses is, and it looks like all Moses is doing, according to the text, is tending the sheep and tending to the flock on the backside of the wilderness. But I need you to understand something, that where you are now is preparing you for where God wants to take you later. Don't miss your turn, don't miss your turn. See, there are some skills you're picking up right now. There are some things you're learning right now that you're going to need to take with you into the destination that God has for you. What do you mean, Pastor? Moses is shepherding, somebody catch that, even in the wilderness. Well, you gotta understand something. In order to shepherd, sheep in the wilderness that can't talk back to you. You got to understand the wilderness and you got to understand the needs of the sheep. How many of you know that God is going to send Moses on to be the shepherd of his people, but he will send them, he will send him to be the shepherd of his people in the wilderness. He's just shepherding now a group that can talk back to him, but God is preparing his heart right now. I wish I had somebody in here today that knows that you learned some skills in some places that you didn't think you wanted to be in or some jobs you didn't want to be on or in a house that you didn't like growing up or living in. But guess what? God was using that moment to get you ready for where he wanted you to be. I need to look at this text. Here it is. He's teaching Moses right now how to lead his people. That's it. That's it. He's teaching him right now. He's giving him shepherding skills. His shepherding skills are being sharpened in the wilderness. Ah, don't fret where you are right now. Uh, I need to talk to about two or three of y'all who are going into jobs right now that you don't like. Don't fret where you are right now. Don't fret what's going on around you right now. I need to talk to some of y'all who are living in neighborhoods that, that, that you don't like right now. I need to help you because God is developing you right now for where he wants you to go. Uh, I like this because he's giving Moses three important things that I think are very helpful for a shepherd. He's teaching him how to care, how to be compassionate, and how to be concerned. Yeah, he's teaching him that with the flock of Jethro in the wilderness. But when he begins to speak to Moses, he's going to direct him to another place. How do you know? The Bible says, verse 2, chapter 3, uh, Exodus chapter 3, verse 2, watch what it says. And the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a flame of fire out of the midst of a bush, and he looked, and behold, the bush burned with fire, but the bush was not consumed. Lord, help me. That's shouting news right there. That means something to me. First of all, can I give you the first part that makes me happy? The first part that makes me happy is that God will show up in my discontent moments called now to tell me what he wants me to do. I like that because even when I was not looking for the Lord, the Lord was looking for me. The Bible says the angel of the Lord appeared unto him. In other words, Moses did not go out on the backside of Midian searching for the Lord, but the Lord was always searching for Moses. Good God, that means to me that God has a purpose attached to my 
my name and a sign to me, and he's not going to give up on me. It brings the Bible to life. He that has begun a great work in me, he's going to see it forth until the day of redemption. God's purpose will always search me out, even in my now moments. That makes me excited because some of us are in some rough places now. Some of us are in some tough places now. Some of us are in some uncomfortable situations now. But I wish you could just tweet it, type it, text it, send it to somebody, tell them the Lord is looking for you in your now situation. The Lord knows exactly where you are now. He knows how to get to you now. He knows that you're in a wilderness moment wondering about your future, wondering if you will ever be promoted, wondering if it's ever going to look like the vision of life that God has shown you. He says, but I can come and visit with you wherever you are and make your situation better. This gets good because the angel of the Lord shows up and the angel of the Lord shows up in the form of a flame out of the midst of a burning bush. The Bible says, and he looked. And behold, the bush burned with fire, and the bush was not consumed. It is not something to see a burning bush in the desert. Bushes burn in the desert all the time. But it is verse 3 that helps me to understand what's going on. You see, in verse 3, Moses says, I will now turn aside, there's that word, there's that, that power word again, and see this great sight why the bush is not burnt. Get that? In other words, the bush is on fire, but the fire won't go out. I wish I had some folk in here that just got some old school church in them. If the fire keep on burning, there's some people who understand that God will set a fire in your soul and the Lord will set a fire in your heart, in your mind. And when the Lord sets a flame or a fire on the inside of you, it will not go out until you turn aside to see what's going on. Here's where the text gets pivotal, and I got to give you three points and get out of your way. Here's what it says. It says that Moses, in verse 3, says, I will now turn aside. Uh, first point in the text is sometimes when the Lord is trying to get your attention, you got to stop doing what you're doing and pay attention to what the Lord has in front of you. It's real simple. Uh, some of us are so distracted. Some of us are so uh, consumed with the stuff going on around us. Some of us are so consumed with what we think is earning and living, uh, earning a living and paying for stuff and working every day that we're missing some burning bushes that are right there in front of us. Yeah, God has set a fire uh, in some things that are simple right there around you. Uh, he's let you know that there are some wonderful things happening, but I need you to stop and pay attention. The text says, and Moses said, I will now, I will now. Uh, I like this because it suggests to me that this is probably not the first time uh, the Lord has set a bush on fire in front of Moses. It is probably not the first time uh, that he's passed by this bush as he's going about his daily duties. It is probably not the first time that he's seen this particular sign on the road. Can I help you for a moment? I remember in my life where I've been traveling some places and going to some locations 
And some things that were there all the time, I'm guilty of traveling so fast and being so focused on other things or being so distracted by what was going on in the car or around me that I miss some stuff that's been there all the time. Lord, help me in here. You miss some people who've been there all the time. You miss some signs that have been there all the time. You miss some good things that God has set around you. And sometimes you have to slow down. You have to stop in order to see what the Lord really has right there in front of you. Do I have anybody in here that can just find some Sabbath in your life right now where you can find the time to stop and enjoy what the Lord has already placed in front of you? Do I have anybody who can see the signals of life that God is trying to redirect your path, but we've been so busy running over the speed bumps, we're about to tear our life apart. Do I have anybody in here that God has sent some serenity into your life? The birds are singing. There's an overcast sky, but there is no rain. The sun is shining through the clouds. You got to learn how to stop and see what the Lord has placed right in front of you. Yeah, here's what Moses does. The first thing he does is prepare to make that turn. You got to stop. Tell somebody you got to come to a stop. Um, um, I got a ticket one time for doing what they call California coasting, uh, rolling a stop sign. I, I know none of y'all have ever done that. Uh, I know that, that everybody who's watching this broadcast, you always stop when you get to the stop sign. But here's what the officer told me. I said, I wasn't speeding. He said, no, you weren't. He said, but you did not come to a complete stop at the stop sign. He said, had you come to a complete stop, you would have known that I was sitting right there in front of you, looking at you roll the stop sign. I believe that what's happening to most of us is that we're rolling some stop signs that we need to be stopping at. In order to make that turn, in order to make that turn right, you gotta stop, you gotta behold what's going on. But not only do you need to stop, you need to realize something is happening here that I need to pay closer attention to. The, the text says, he said, I will stop and see this great sight. Why the bush is not burned. Yeah, here's what Moses finally figures out. He's saying, wait a minute, God is up to something. Oh Lord, if I had about 10 or 15 folk in here right now, we'd be high-fiving and shouting all over the building because there are some of us who it took a pandemic and it took all of the stuff that was going on around us to slow us down, to show us that God was up to something all the time. Oh man, we got some folk that have gotten married, some people who are getting married, some people who have had babies and babies are on the way and God is giving them time to spend in love with what he has placed right there before them. He, we got some folk who are fixing up the houses that God has entrusted into their care because they've saved more money not spending it on this, that, and the other. We got some people who are at a point where the worth and value of things that they already had has increased because God says, I'm doing something in this season and some stuff that was supposed to be consumed in your life has not been consumed and the Lord is blessing you right where you are. But you got to know it because you got to stop. Then you got a second point, look. Yeah, you got to look. Moses said, I will now see. He said, I will see this great sight. Uh, sometimes my, 
Vision is not always clear as I'd like for it to be. Uh, I, I don't always see as clearly as I'd like to see. But when I focus and refocus and really put my mind on what's in front of me, I can see what God is saying. Seeing is not always about the eyes. Sometimes it's with the heart and with the mind. It's with the desire to focus in on what the Lord is saying. God is saying something to Moses about his future, and it's a very pivotal time. It's a very critical time. It's a very wonderful time. Moses' whole destiny is about to change at this very moment. But if Moses moves too fast and does not behold the moment that he's in, if he misses this critical turn, he's going to mess up. And I believe that's what happens to so many of us. God has been signaling us turns. He's been sending angels our way. He's been trying to get us to focus. He's been trying to get us to slow down. He's trying to get us to stop and to look so that we can make the right turn. Well, finally, I'm getting out of your way, but there's one more thing in there that I think is very important in this text. The Bible says something. It says, and when the Lord saw that he turned aside, ha, God called out to him from the midst of the bush and said, Moses, Moses. And he said, here am I. How many of us have been waiting on a word from the Lord? How many of us have been waiting on God to tell us what to do, which way to turn, where to go, how to get there? But we've been so distracted. We've been so busy. We've been so preoccupied that we have not heard him because we didn't stop, look, and finally listen. God may have been speaking all the time. I don't know, but I do know one thing. He was there all the time, but Moses just had not heard him until this moment. But now here he is, a pivotal moment in life where you are, where I am, where we are, where our society is, with the elections coming, with all of the things that are happening. Moments that we need to pay attention to what's going on up ahead. I believe it's important to do these three things, and I'm going to move out of your way. Number one, you need to stop. I want to encourage everybody this week at some point in your week, slow down, stop, meditate, talk to God, wait for an answer, and then look, look through his word. Look at what he has said to you. The angel of the Lord appeared, and there's some things that are going on. There's some signs, there's some symbols, but in these last days, he's spoken to us through his son, Jesus Christ. See clearly what he wants you to see, not just with your eyes, but with your heart. Meditate on him with your mind. And then listen to what the Lord has to say. Uh, can I tell you at this point, Moses makes a turn. He does not turn from shepherding. He turns to shepherding a greater congregation. He turns from shepherding sheep on the backside of Midian to being a courageous emancipator that will speak to Pharaoh on behalf of the Lord and say, thus saith the Lord, let my people go. When Moses said, well, I can't speak. I don't have all of the oratorical skills that I need. I, I don't have everything. He said, I'm going to send somebody to help you and be with you. He says, but I need you to hear me because this is where things are about to turn. But guess what? They don't turn until we stop, look, and listen. Take this word without, throughout the week. 
I'm glad we're in this sermon series. We've had people to unite with this church. They've called us. They've talked to us. They've shared with us how important it was to make a turn in their life. I want you, my brother, I want you, my sister, to make that turn. But you can't make it until you slow down. You've been running so fast. You've been going down a street that was smooth up to this point, but now you got some speed bumps, some potholes. And because you feel like it's late in life, you're trying to hurry up and get there. And you've been coasting through stop signs. Will you take a moment and stop? Will you take a moment and look? See what's out there, what God has done and God is doing. And finally, will you listen and come to the Lord? Right here on this screen, there'll be an opportunity for you to have the information. Some people call every week. You may think, well, Pastor, why do you say that? Because it never fails. Someone calls and they say the word has been a benefit to them. And I want you to be blessed by this word that we'll share. Can I pray with you? And then we'll conclude this word. Father, thank you in the name of Jesus Christ that you have taken our rough roads and smoothed them out. But then some of us, God, had to stop. We had to slow down. We had to look to see which way to turn, and then we had to listen to your voice so you would guide us. Thank you for speaking at that crossroad in our life. Thank you for sharing with us, dear God, which way to go. Now, God, somebody's listening today, and they're slowing down. They're coming to a complete stop for this moment. They're looking with their eyes turned upon you, and they're listening for a word from you. Direct us and guide us in Jesus' name. All of those who love the Lord said amen. Until next Sunday, I'll see you Tuesday at Bible study where there's something very special I want you to tune in for. And then next Sunday, right back in this place. God bless you.